Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Join me, if you would, Gospel of Luke, chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. Uh, last week, if you remember, we took notice to the fact that the Bible is filled with what we call life lessons, right? Life lessons. Now, now listen to this. Not, not lessons from life, because life does teach us, <laughs> right? Life has a way of teaching us some lessons, and uh, sometimes not very pleasantly, but, but it does. No, these are life lessons that will help us to deal with the lessons that life teaches us. You want me to say that again? These are life lessons that help us to navigate through life, help us to deal with some of the lessons that life sends our way. And most of these life lessons, in fact, they're all throughout the Scripture, but most of the life lessons that, you know, we kind of cling to and need today are taught by Jesus. Jesus taught life lessons. In fact, life, he taught from life experience. And there's a Bible verse I shared with you last time, Acts chapter 1, verse 1. This is written by Luke. Luke is saying the former treaty or the former record. What is he referring to there? He's referring to the Gospel of Luke. Right? He's saying what I wrote before, and he's talking to this fellow Theophilus, who we have no idea who Theophilus is other than what his name means, and his name means... His name means, I told you three times, come on. Who? God lover. God lover. So he can't be all that bad, right? God lover. And so Luke is right, because Luke wrote the book of, the book of Acts, you know, along with the Gospel of Luke. And so he's talking to this fellow Theophilus, and apparently, in my, and this is just my take on it, this is my commentary, he's, he's teaching or talking to Theophilus about the life of Christ, because he's, he's referring him back to a, previous writing, a former treaty, or a previous record. And what is the Gospel of Luke all about? The life of Christ, right? And so he says this, first and foremost, he says to Theophilus uh, uh, this, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. I like the way that's put in order. That's good order. Because I've lived long enough and I've been around some people who like to teach things that they don't even practice themselves. You can say amen right there. Say amen right there. Right there. Right there. Amen right there. And so, I don't, I, you know, listen, I, I, I'll learn from anybody or anything as long as it's a valuable lesson. However, I prefer learning from people who, who experienced it, who are doing it. And so I love it when it says that, that Jesus began both to do and teach. In other words, it's a life lesson. Correct? He's already doing it. He's already done it. He's already experienced it. And now he's teaching it. You know, I never forget one time I had a young man, Dr. Riddell, come preach for us. 
uh, didn't, didn't even have children yet and was trying to teach my people in a very harsh way how to train teenagers. And I thought to myself, you may want to start with a child. You may want to get one of your own first because they have a way of teaching you, <laughs> right? And so, but I, I like that. I like how Jesus is giving a life lesson, right? And so I said this last time, I'll say it again. Technically, technically, what these life lessons are called is parables. Parables, right? And so we're going to look at several of the parables over the next whatever, how many weeks, until we wear ourselves out, and take from those parables the life lessons, the practical life lessons that Jesus is trying to teach us. I like this. If you were to do a study on the parables, there's over 40 of them, you know, and it all depends what you call a parable. I can come up with 46 of them. But I think there's even more than that if you consider other stories parables. You know, nonetheless, they're put together. I like this. They seem to be, if you look at it methodically, and I have that kind of a mind. I kind of look at things, you know, methodically. I like to be orderly. And when you look at it that way, those, those parables are put into neat categories just to help us. You know, for, for example, some of the parables... Uh, you can put under the category, the lesson is all about the kingdom of God. Now, it's all about the kingdom of God, right? Everything we read in the Bible, especially New Testament, all about the kingdom of God. But when you read some of those parables, they are, they are linked, and we would put them under the category of the kingdom of God. And then, they, and then there's parables, stories, lessons about mercy and compassion. And we're going to look at some of these. Uh, there's lessons about repentance and salvation, right? Think about the prodigal son. That's a great story about repentance and salvation, you know. Uh, there's lessons about stewardship and accountability, some, some of the lessons Jesus taught. Uh, there's lessons about judgment and eternity, you know. And so I like the idea that you can take some of these parables, two, three, four, five parables, and just put, put them under one category, you know, and use those stories to teach that life lesson. But I think this, I think at the top of the list, at the top of the list would be the parable, would, would be parables about faith. Parables about faith. Because I believe that's foundational and that's paramount to our Christian life, right? Everything that Jesus taught had to do with our faith. Our faith, don't you agree? And, and there are several parables that he taught that emphasize the importance of faith. For example, we read about the persistent widow. I love that parable. You know, I love it. You know, did you ever read it? Where she just comes to the judge and she says to the judge, avenge me, mine adversary. Right? Knocks at the door. Judge says, avenge me, mine adversary. Avenge me, mine adversary. And then he said, go away, go away. And finally, the Bible says he got up, took care of business just because she was driving him crazy persistent that's persistent faith we might look at that parable i don't know uh we read about the faithful servant and then the distribution of talents all life lessons about faith but again at the top of the list i think the one story that illustrates the the, the biggest life lesson about faith would be anybody have an idea what parable might be the sower who what? The who, I can't hear you. 
prodigal son, how about the mustard seed? The mustard seed. Huh? Right? Think about it, that mustard seed. And, and so, take, take a look at the text. Uh, looking in chapter 13, Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verse 18. Then said he, Jesus speaking, he said, Unto what is the kingdom of God like, and whereunto shall I resemble it? Or in other words, he's saying this, so what's the kingdom of God like, and how can I paint you a picture? How can I, how can I really make you understand it? How can I just paint you a picture with words? And so he gives him, he tells a story, verse 19. He said, it's like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and cast into his garden, and it grew and waxed, and waxed a great tree, and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. You, are you with me? So Jesus now, he's, he's talking, and in the story, the first thing he's speaking about is the kingdom of God. Right, look at it again. He said, uh, what, what is the kingdom of God like? And often in the New Testament, you'll see, you'll see those words, the kingdom of God. And many times, James, many times people just say, well, that's talking about, you know, the future. It's talking about heaven. It's talking about, but no, no, not really. It's talking about the here and now. It's talking about the economy of God. It's talking about what goes on now in this world and in the future. Because what we do now does make an impact in the future. Right? And so Jesus is speaking here about the kingdom of God. And, uh, and, 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 and when you talk about the kingdom of God, it's talking about the operating values of God's kingdom. The operating values of God's kingdom that you and I are trying to live out today. Remember on Sunday we spoke about, I mentioned it, or maybe it was last week, I remember, Wednesday night. We talked about when Jesus taught his disciples to pray in Matthew 6. And he gives them that model prayer. And part of it was, when you pray, pray, thy kingdom come. That was Sunday morning. I think I was illustrating it. Sunday morning. And so, part of my prayer, I promise you, part of my prayer almost every day is, Lord, help me to live in such a way today that I advance your kingdom. I, I want OB to advance God's kingdom. I want to personally, in my life, advance God's kingdom. And I, I can do that. Because God will give me the power and the authority to do that if it's my desire to do that. Amen? Amen? And so I, I believe here when, when he's speaking, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God here, he's talking about, you know, the world in which we live and you and I living, pay attention right here, you and I living based upon the operating values of God. That makes a difference, doesn't it? We're not going to cheat people. We're not going to manipulate. We're not going to be deceitful. Why? Because we're living under the operating value of the kingdom of God. Makes a difference, doesn't it? Right? And, uh, and so, and, and so th and then he says this, what's it like? Well, he says it's like this. He, he says it's like a mustard seed sown in the field. Right? You see it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took, cast into his garden. He, sowed, he, he planted that seed in his garden. And, and that seed took on life of its own and began to grow into a great tree. Did you see it? It's right there. Look, it took, it didn't say it took on life of its own, but that's what I said. It took on life of its own, right? It was buried, it's planted, and now it waxed into a great tree. It becomes a great tree. And, and, and the tree became a source of blessing for the fowl of the air. Look, look. And the, and, and the fowl of the air lodged in the branches thereof. 
So now, Jesus is trying to illustrate for us what the kingdom of God is like, and he said it's like this, and the whole life lesson is faith. He said, it's like this. It's like a fellow who took just a, a mustard seed and planted that mustard seed in his garden. And because of time, because everything, you know, growth doesn't happen overnight, through the process of time, that tree, that, that mustard seed grew into a tree. And I mean, it got so big that it provided shelter, lodging for the fowl of the air, the kingdom of God. That's what he's talking about here. So uh, what's the life lesson in that story for you and I, go buy a bird bath at Home Depot and take care of the fowl of the air, or what's the life? Well, in order for you and I to gain the life lesson, we must compare one other text of Scripture. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 17, verse 20, says this, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed ye shall say unto this mountain remove hence to yonder place and it shall and it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you so when when you look at luke chapter 13 jesus speaking about the mustard seed right talking about the kingdom of god you know and then looking how do i apply that to my life we must incorporate what jesus says here because here it becomes pretty personal and he's saying to you and I, if we had the faith of just a mustard seed, we can make a difference. We can make a difference. Are, are you with me? Huh? And this is where the, the lesson becomes personal. Look at these words. He said, if ye have faith. Did you see it? If ye, look, if ye have faith. That's personal. That's talking about, I want you to say this with me, kind of, that's talking about me. One, two, three. That's talking about me. I thought somebody was going to be a wise guy and say, it's talking about you. It's talking about me. That's me. I'm in that story. He's talking about me right there. He's saying, he's saying, son, if you just have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, that's personal, Right? becomes personal in this text of, of scripture uh, so then my question is this now we're doing bible study what's faith if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed well what's faith yeah listen carefully faith is the operating principle of heaven in fact here's something you may want to talk away and i'll give you a bible on it faith is the only thing it's the only thing it is the only thing that pleases god Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, write this down, verse number 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Huh? And so faith is the only thing that pleases God. And you notice here, did you notice here, and you'll notice in Hebrews 11, verse number 6, there's no size requirement. He didn't say, if you had five-year-old faith or 10-year-old faith or 15-year-old faith, no size requirement. He just said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. In other words, here's what he's saying. Let me make it maybe simple for us. Uh, maybe he's saying this, if you just trust that God is who he says that he is. Maybe he's saying, if you just trust his word as being perfect and personal. Are you with me? 
If you have faith, doesn't matter. This is nothing about the size. It's just simple trust in the fact that God is who he says he is. It's just simply trusting God's word as being perfect and personal. Yeah. Amen. Amy, just simply trusting that God loves me and wants his best for me. I don't know. We can add to that list. We can go on and on and on, right? Huh? Faith. And in this text, Jesus, he brings it up. In Luke 13 and here in Matthew chapter 17, he brings it up. If you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed. Did you ever see how big a mustard seed is? There it is. That's a mustard seed. Did you ever get one of those caught somewhere under your false teeth? I'm sorry. Nobody uses dentures in this room. That's a mustard seed. Huh? He, he, he said, if you just have faith the size, a mustard seed is tiny. Look, look. He said, if you just have as great a mustard, you shall say, remove heads and yonder boys, and it shall be removed. Back in Luke chapter number 13, he talks about this mustard seed growing into a, a great tree. That's a mustard seed tree. That little seed, that little seed, that little speck became that great tree. Somebody say, wow. That's a good looking tree, isn't it? Huh? How about that? What a great truth. So, what do we learn from all that? Well, let me give you, because I do have to go and conduct the meeting here in just a couple minutes. Let me give you some practical lessons. Life lessons from that story. You ready? You got a pen? Here they are. Start with what you have. Start with what you have. That's a great life story. A great life, life lesson, isn't it? Uh, Start with what Jesus said, if ye have. That's the starting point. It begins with having faith. And we would say this, we'd say that's saving faith. Right? Start with what, are you saved? Do you have saving faith? Do you know for sure you're going to heaven when you die? Have you been born again? Is your name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life? I know I'm not. Start with what you have. Because what you have is something great. <laughs> Right? What you have is something great. Man, I'm saved. And doesn't make a difference. What happens in life? We're saved. That's wonderful. Start with what you have, trusting in the work of the cross. That's where it all begins. But then we must, we must allow that faith to grow. We need to apply that faith. Huh? And I think this, the way a seed grows is by first planting it and then allowing it to get deep into the soil and then nurturing it, right? And so if you have the seed of faith in you, if you're saved, you got the seed of faith, what you have to do is you got to get it deeper. You got to get it deeper. You got to nourish it. The only way to do that, the only way to do that is, is to begin to read God's word and listen to God's word, apply God's word. It's all about God's word. For the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter number uh, 10, verse number 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Are you with me? You just got to start where you are. Start where you are. You got that seed in you, you know, now, now let that seed get deeper. 
and let it take on a life of its own. It's amazing, I guarantee you this, there's people sitting in this room that if you would have known them before they got saved, before Jesus began that work in their life, you'd say, no way. No way. No way. Why? Because what you're seeing now is you're seeing the fruit of the seed that took on life of its own. That's what Paul said. I once was, but now I am. That's the change that Jesus makes in our lives. You heard it said probably many times, many times, just use what you, just use what you have. I like, I like to say, just use what you got. Just use what you have. Begin where you are. Trust what you have. Put one foot in front of the other. Amen? Start with what you have. That's a life lesson from that parable, the mustard seed. If you just have the faith that the grain of a mustard seed, start where you're at, use what you have. The second thing I would say is this, embrace the unexpected. Embrace the unexpected. Thinking about that seed, you know, when you plant a seed, when you plant a seed, when you, when, you, when, you, when you plant whatever you plant, you expect some growth. You expect fruit, right? I, 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 I think that would be accurate, right? Uh, if you follow the, if you believe in the law of sowing and reaping, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So if I go into my yard and I plant some tomato seeds, I expect what? I'm, I'm going to get some tomatoes. Now, of course, I know I, I get it. You've got to water it and nurture it and all that, fertilize it. No, I'm not into any of that stuff. I don't even like tomatoes, to tell you the truth. I'm an Italian that doesn't like tomatoes. But you get the, you get the idea, right? So embrace the unexpected. When you take that truth and put it, you know, in the faith realm, the realm of faith, we need to believe the same when it comes to our faith. And that is this. Listen here. It doesn't matter. The size of your faith does not matter. It's the object of our faith that matters. And we are putting our faith, we're placing our faith in the hands, under the authority, in the person of Almighty God. It's going to make a difference. Huh? I like the chorus. Nothing is impossible. I won't sing it because we're out of time. But did you ever sing that? Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God, when you put your faith in God. Huh? However, now pay attention right here, the active agent, you know, because there's no magic wand. There's no, you mean to tell me, Pastor, if I just right now kneel down and, and just say, you know, Lord, I need this. It's, no, there's an active ingredient. There's an active agent. And the active agent is this. We need to trust in God's word. We need, we need to trust in God's plan. We need to trust in God's timing. Right? I was talking to somebody today. I forget who it was. And if you're in this room, uh, you, you'll know it's you. But the thing, we, the thing we hate the most is having to wait. I don't mind trusting God. I just don't want to wait. You know? I, so I want to say, God, I trust you today, but tomorrow it's coming through, right? Tomorrow it's going to be here, right? No, trusting God means trusting his word, trusting his timing, trusting his plan. We're embracing the unexpected. Here's what I know. I'm putting my faith in almighty God. And he loves me, right? And he wants what's best for me. I really believe that. It's amazing to witness what the Lord can do. 
if you embrace the unexpected. And then, and then there's one final lesson. Let me share this one final lesson with you, and that is this. Make a difference. Make a difference. Make a difference. Look at that story again in Luke chapter 13. It says, talking about the seed, or about the kingdom of God. It's like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took, cast to his garden, and it grew and waxed, and waxed to a great tree, and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches thereof. That's kind of like just an after. Most of the time, we don't talk about the, the birds in the tree, you know? We're talking about, we're talking about the, 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 the seed and the seed, the size of the seed and the faith. And we don't talk about the birds in the tree. But the Lord added that. It's there. And if it's there, it's there on purpose. <laughs> Amen? And, and here in the story, we see how the tree becomes a source of hospitality. Did you see it? That tree becomes a source of hospitality. I took my dog for a walk the other evening, and we walked under this big tree. It wasn't a mustard tree. We walked into this big tree, and all of a sudden, man, we must have startled about 50 birds. Because, and my dog was jumping all over the place. That tree was a beautiful tree, and, and it, was, it, it furnished hospitality for the fowl of the air. Are you with me? <laughs> Fowl and air made their home there. And I think that tree became a blessing and made a difference. And, and if you remember, in the very beginning of this story, we talked about it a few times, Jesus speaks about the kingdom of God. And, and that ought to be, now pay attention, I'm, I'm going to have to finish. That ought to be our ultimate focus as a child of God. His kingdom. We're not building our kingdom. You know, we love OB. We love Open Bible. We love our church, but we understand this is his. This belongs to him, right? And whatever we do here, we do here for his glory, for his honor. We want to advance his kingdom here on earth through this ministry. We want to use Open Bible to reach Monroe Township and Gloucester County and the state of New Jersey and the United States and the uttermost, right? We are trying to focus on his kingdom that's kingdom work and i think if you read through matthew chapter 5 6 and 7 he's talking to kingdom people <laughs> that's us it's lessons for kingdom living you know because we're kingdom people so to speak and so our ultimate focus in life ought to be on the kingdom of god and and jesus gives us life lessons to be able to do that very thing to focus our attention on his kingdom and to advance his kingdom. And so when we place our faith in the Lord and in his word, we can make a difference. We can make a difference. Huh? Just like that tree made a difference. Why? Because it became a habitat. It became a place of hospitality. It became a refuge, a resource for the foul of the air. We can make a difference if we do the same. Our faith will increase. And as our faith increases, so does our influence. Amen? I didn't jot these down, but here's just a few thoughts I just concluded this, this, this discussion with. Start right where you are. Right where you're at. Well, I'll tell you what, Pastor, after I get that degree or after I get this, that, or after this comes through and once that happens, and if this... You know what they are? That, they are the words of a, of a procrastinator. Right? It's always the next day. It's always the next day. It's always the next day. 
Start right where you are. Trust what you know. You'd be surprised. How many of you have been around church for more than 10 years? Would you raise your hand, been around church more than... You'd be surprised how much you know. In fact, you surprise yourself sometimes because you get into a discussion and somebody asks a question, all of a sudden, man, this is coming out and you're saying to yourself, where's that coming from? Well, you've been around it for so long. It's in you now. Trust what you know. Trust what you know. Uh, Do what's right before you. Just do what's right before you. Don't worry about next week, next month, next year. What, what's, what's right before me? I'm going to do what's right before me. Amen. Uh, remember this. Growth is a process, not an event. Success is not built over one good decision. It's built over a lifetime of good decisions. Right? And so growth in the Lord is not a, it's, it's a process. It takes time. But you've got to start where you are. And here's my final thought with that. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. You can't shortcut the process and find yourself in a good place. It just doesn't work that way. Amen? Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.